Hello there, everyone. Welcome to this live edition of Lock on Cavs. We're recording this on Wednesday, December 29th. Perhaps you're listening to this on December 30th. If you're joining us, we want to thank you for tuning in on YouTube as we continue our push to 1,000 subscribers. Look, today's show is going to take on a focus on Ricky Rubio. We're going to spend the first half of this hour. We're going to be here live talking, I think, a lot about the Ricky Rubio torn ACL. First reported by Eastern Asia Wernarski, um, since announced by the team. Rubio's season is done to the, to the torn ACL that he suffered last night on December 28th in New Orleans. So we're going to talk about that. Take your questions talk about how the Cavs move on from here take some more questions we'll do a whole bunch of that for the next hour or so uh thanks again for tuning in and we want to thank you by the way for making lockdown Cavs your first listen every day remember we're free and available on all platforms you are locked on Cavs, your daily cleveland cavaliers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day All right, everyone, as we said at the top, if you're just joining us, we had new people coming through the break there. Ricky Rubio's season is done due to a torn ACL. He suffered that injury, obviously, on December 28th in New Orleans, late in that game. Um, One of those images where you just kind of know something bad has happened. Um, The MRI perhaps took a little bit longer than I think fans' anxieties were hoping, but his season is done. The Cavs bench MVP, one of the leaders of this team this year. His season's over. Um, the Cavs will have to figure out, li- out life without him right now. Obviously, also don't have Darius Garland right now due to COVID health and safety protocols. So the Cavs kind of don't have like a obvious point guard solution right now. And I mean, it's very possible that we could see that Kevin Fangos um, start one of these next two games and, unless the Cavs can get someone in. But Evan, um, how are you? And what, what's your kind of initial take to what's going on with with Ruby here, what is your as this comes through? How do you feel? How do you let's just start with the short term? How do you feel like this affects the Cavs as we understand them right now? We'll, we'll kind of build out here, but I want to start with the actual impact on what's going on right in front of us. Um, it's tough for sure. It's definitely tough. I think it's a gut punch for the Cavs in general because Ricky really was vital to the overall successes of this team. And especially because he's formed such a formidable and important relationship with Darius as well, just in mentoring him and forming just one of the more fun backcourt tandems in the league this year. I think it sucks for him because he is in his thirties and he's entering free agency this off season. And this could have been the last opportunity for him to really maximize his returns and financially as well, whether that's with Cleveland or with another team, whether it's, because let's not forget he was expecting to be traded to a playoff contender, not the Cavs, and kind of turned them into a playoff contender. And in the immediate, I think the Cavs aren't going to – it's going to be a bit of a bumpy road until Darius Garland exits league in health and safety protocols. Um, kind of overshadowed by the Rubio news is the fact that Jared Allen, Lamar Stevens, and Dylan Windler have all exited league protocols, and they are in the conditioning status of things, which is a, a nice – turnaround for things i guess but the Cavs are going to get healthier they are not a team that tends to overreact when it comes to injuries let's look at the colin sexton injury as an example they could have overreacted and made a huge move to try and replicate and fill the void left that colin kind of just provided and 
I'm interested to see how they respond. Um, you and I both are, if you listened to today's episode earlier today, we were big advocates of Jeff Teague being like a 10-day option for the Cavs or just finding some type of veteran point guard to plug behind Darius Garland long-term and also for this season at least and also act as more or less a, a Band-Aid to kind of slap on this dam that's about to burst. So, yeah, man, it, it's tough. I empathize with Ricky as a human. I know this is hard for him. This isn't obviously the situation he wanted to end up in to begin with, but he was a pro's pro about it, and he handled it very well. And I think now this changes the trajectory for him personally and financially, financially going forward. I am curious to see what happens there. And I don't think this is a death blow to the Cavs season necessarily, but it's – it's going to be tough because Riccio was Ricky, Riccio, Ricky Rubio was a big piece of what the Cavs are trying to build. Yeah. I, I think f- looking at Rubio as one of the more integral pieces to this Cavs season, I, I think would be a factual to look at this. Like, I, I think if we're saying like there are a couple players that deserve the most acclaim, the most sort of um, positive kind of, kind of rub here, so to speak, it's like, I think Garland, Allen and Mobley are the clear through. And Rubio, Rubio is fourth. Perhaps you could even make an argument he's he's kind of co-up there with kind of the non – I think it's for me the non-Garland. Non, like it's him and Allen is sort of like these quote-unquote veteran kind of upspeaks. He's – the Cavs are this, for the year plus 7.9 points per 100 possessions with him on the floor. Um, 110.8 offensive rating, a defensive rating of 102.9. I, I think the, the, the floor general stuff with him is obviously going to be the big thing that they missed with him, right? Because he's been an or he's been an organizer. He has been someone that has studied the ship. He is someone that you could see last night when Darius Garland missed his first game after entering the league's protocols. Like they JB Bickers have just handed him the keys and was like, organize us, Ricky, please carry us there. And they, they've needed that. I think this was like it was a clear need that Kobe Allen went out and traded Torin Prince and some cash and a second round pick to go get because he felt this guy would fill some needs and help the team improve. And I and I think that that bet ended up being right. I think the trade turned out better than I would have guessed at the time. I I think he's also defensively like a guy that has helped because he's not like a smaller guard, right? Like I think if we could talk about Jeff Teague, we could talk like, you know, Brad Wanamaker was in that had been flooded there. He just signed with the Wizards on a 10 day. Like Isaiah Thomas is going to Dallas. Like none of these guards that are out there are going to also provide, I think, the defensive size that Rubio did because Rubio is like a bigger dude. He plays bigger. Some of the guards you're going to bring in, I don't think are going to work quite the same way with Darius Garland and they're not as good of creators and there's just a lot that is going to be lost here and I'm fascinated to see how the Cavs try to scheme around this because I think there are some ways they could go um, I think there are some ways they could go but I, and, I, and I think you're right to hit on the human part of this Ricky because he hasn't had and he's had some injuries in his career but nothing that is quite like this at this stage as you mentioned heading into free agency you know <laughs> there's a lot of different ways the Cavs to look at this as well it's just a absolute bummer he's playing you know great is almost on the verge of a triple double before this injury happens in new orleans and he's just i think been a real positive impact on this Cavs team i think you know i, I think there's there have been times and this is perhaps a little sacrilege say where like people have gotten a little too overboard with how um positive he's been in terms of like but i, I think there's been a very clear positive impact and like some of the lineups he's been a part of, I think Garland, Rubio, Market, and Mobley Allen is is the one that pops because it's been outscoring teams by like fifty points per hundred possessions. There's only seventy nine possessions. He's been like a real stabilizer in a year where like things are weird. So yeah. they're just gonna they're gonna miss this guy, um, Evan. Let's talk about that more after the break. Um, 
and we we're prepping this live so people can uh can, we'll apologize for that but i think you, you want to tell everyone about our friends at, at true bill real quick yeah i do could you solve for me for 30 seconds yeah here here's the other thing that i will just say about rubio that i think they will miss in the short term you can respond to that for the break I, I think this probably has to change how J.B. Bickerstaff does his rotations. And the guy that I'm watching is like a cipher for this is Jetty Osman because Ru- Osman has been tied to Rubio's hip for this entire season. And he has, like I think, really helped calm Jetty down. And now that guy is gone. And I wonder what that looks like. The, I, I don't want to say those things are like exactly linked up. The Osman resurgence with the Rubio benefit but there's something to that and i am very curious to see how jetty osmond um kind of looks as as we go on here because he's been useful for the Cavs, and like if he suddenly falls off a cliff the Cavs not only will probably like that two rotation guys down and like this isn't a deep team so there we are no it absolutely is and you know what else makes me curious this is a really bad segue but Look, we're, we're live we're winning free it. trials that renew without my consent it's a business game out to get you do not let greedy corporations pocket your money download truebill today's sponsor today to take control of your subscriptions truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need want or simply forgot about on average people save up to 720 dollars per year with truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has saved over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million combined. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, we're back. Uh, Evan, what do you what do you think about what I said about the Jetty Rubio part of this, and in terms of <clears throat> where this leaves the cap? No, I think you're spot on, man. Like, JB, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull deploy. up the, I'm gonna pull up these splits while you're talking because I want to see if they're still as absurd as they were because they were absurd for quite a while. JB deployed Ricky in tandem with Jetty a lot. He also deployed Ricky in tandem with Kevin a lot too, and I think just having capable bodies coming off the bench that can provide you like in a vacuum in like a very narrow lens they were they provide you a specific skill set jetty it's three-point shooting which is what you want and kevin you want rebounding and three-point shooting and sometimes maybe some tertiary playmaking tertiary playmaking from jetty as well but rubio maximizes that and pushes that to the limit at times and really like i i I was always curious to see how far the Cavs could play out this bench unit of theirs because it's a fun mob they have, and it's disappointing that they're no longer there. So I'm curious how Jetty's numbers look without Ricky on the floor long term. I'm curious how Kevin's numbers look on the floor without Ruby on the oh, floor. Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin's another one. This, this is this. Yeah, I didn't even. I spent so much time thinking about Jetty Osman. Like the Kevin part of this is. Well, even their, chem- Mobley, their chemistry is like, so good. Rubio yeah. has been responsible for a ton of like key assists that have been like big buckets for this team, or have has made a concerted effort to get a lot of these mouths fed on Cleveland's roster. Like a lot of the pressure is going to go on Darius Garland's shoulders. I'm curious how he responds to it. I'm also curious how the Cavs respond to it too, because I think you're going to be asking way too much of Garland just to say, "Okay, kid." we want you to take the entire offensive load for the remainder of the yeah. season in terms of playmaking and creation. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it's, is it, it's too much to probably ask Darius to do. 
Yeah, no, it, it is. I think it, and it that's, would, it that, would that's be, the luxury it, of having yeah. a Ricky Rubio behind well, and, him. And it would be too much, too much to ask, like basically any basketball player to like just take on the full creation load of any team. It, there is a limit on it, and like there are guys that can do that to a degree that is um, helpful. Like, like LeBron, obviously, I think did a lot of that twenty eighteen, where like everything was engineered through him and stuff. But like, you know. They don't work. Okay, so here, Evan, here's the numbers just as an illustrative, I think, of Rubio's impact on certain guys. Um, I, I just here's here's 858 possessions with him and Jetty Asman on the floor together. Those lineups are scoring 114.3 points per 100 possessions. They are plus 10.3 per 100 possessions, giving up 104 points per 100 possessions. IMO, that's pretty good. On the yeah. downside of it, that's Rubio and Osman on the floor together. Osman on the floor without Ricky Rubio. Negative 14.2 per 100 possessions, scoring 108.9 points per 100 possessions, giving up. And this is this is the one that stands out. Giving up 123.1 points per 100 possessions. That is in the bottom 1% of Cavs lineups on the season, according to Cleaning the Glass. That's really bad. And like I again, I don't want to say that like some of these lineups that will ha- now have Osmond in them and he may he may be in line for a minutes bump now based on the Cavs roster um in some of this but like Garland like so the most common non Rubio Osmond lineup is Garland Okoro Market and Allen that has played a whopping 30 possessions this year you know that is like over the course of the season that is like not very little that is not a lot and that tells you comparatively I think that like 858 with Rubio and like 300 some 327 without is like very telling of how JB has decided it is best to deploy Jenny Osmond. And it is, I'm attaching Ricky Rubio to your hip and I am going to link you guys. And like, I, I think that's telling, um, Evan, what do you, what do you, th- I, I think we should go into some of the, the, the tweaks the Cavs could make now. I think like getting another point guard in the building, I think is going to be something they, they can and should look to do. Um, the market's a little thin right now, but we'll see where they get. But are there are there like schematic or structural changes in the rotation that you would just want to see perhaps JB try or things you'd like to maybe see just to kind of grease the wheels here a little bit? Because Rubio, as we have alluded to, and I think I've said, and the, the numbers show it, the people watch you, if you watch games, you can see it. Rubio has really helped this team. They have to now make adjustments to cope. They're not going to get him back, right? It's not like this is four weeks, he's going to be back. He's done for the year could be out into the beginning of next season wherever if he's playing in Cleveland or elsewhere. Yeah. What do you what what would you say are some things you would like to kind of see experimented with or tried as as the Cavs kind of adapt to life without Ricky? Are we saying just this like are we saying like right now or are we saying I have the luxury of Darius Garland being on this roster as well. I, I let's I think Darius has to be included in these solutions because I think right now, as we've talked okay. about, we talked about on today's show, this COVID ball with like a lot of guys out it just feels very fake. Yep. Right. And like, See, any, a, I yeah, just wanted any, to make sure. Yeah. yeah. But Ricky, Darius Garland is back, let's say in four games, he misses the next four games with COVID stuff. He's back They're full health from there. What are some tweaks you could make? See, this is tough. Maybe in this little short window, Jetty's out due to COVID protocols as well, but maybe God. you see what you have from Denzel Valentine. <laughs> that's uh, not, as a that's maker. just like, not, that's like not a reassuring sentence in the year 2021. You know, it's like, I, I guess Denzel's like going to play point guard in crunch time. Cause that happened, you know, it's in point of Coro. Cause they voted <laughs> that summer league. Lamar mm-hmm. Stevens is listed as questionable for tomorrow's game against Washington. They try to have him bring the ball up and initiate the offense at times during summer league. Maybe they try that out a little bit. 
I think it's going to be a lot of playmaking by committee. I think shout you try to to interrupt. Shout out John Coleman, Alabama State head coach Mo Williams. Let's go. Yeah, no, I probably could make more money off an NBA contract for the main bit of the year, but who knows? But um, salary might be uh, comp. It could be comparable at the same time. Well, I wonder. I wonder if that's is that a public university? If so, that that is public information. We could figure that out. Anyway, continue. That doesn't matter. So, I think right now. You're likely going to see Kevin Panko start tomorrow against Washington. I could be wrong, but I feel like you want to try and set him up for success and instill confidence in him and say, okay. Because like you said, it's telling that he did not play hardly at all down the stretch after Rubio went out against the Pelicans last night. Two um, two second half minutes, and when Rubio went out, the sub was to believe, was it to put Denzel back in the game? Yeah. I think it was the so, sub and not Pangos. See, that's the thing. So maybe JV doesn't, uh, it's tough. So in like the short term, you see what you have with Pangos. Maybe you really do think he is the third option behind Rubio and like the safety blanket and break glass in case of emergency behind Rubio that he was kind of touted as when they first introduced him, but he hasn't looked the part so far. I mean, he carved up in the G league with taco fall when I went to that charge game, but so did Dylan Wendler and Dylan Wendler can't crack the rotation even when he isn't in COVID protocols either. So it's tough, but in the long term, I think the immediate answer is you have to use one of your 10 day exceptions. I think the Cavs getting bodies back kind of narrows their window. I think they're going to have to probably cut a lot of these players that they signed and maybe they cut all three of them and they bring in like a veteran point guard or somebody who can just play serviceable NBA minutes at the point and then wait for Darius to come back. And then if the experiment with your 10 day veteran point works, you sign them for the remainder of the season. Cause I believe the Cavs still have a roster spot. If I last checked or they can, uh, they were at, they were at 15. If I remember, I believe okay, they were no, at 15 no, because they have, they'd have the, I, one of Ed the Davis solutions is the one who I always forget. Ed, is the yeah. Ed Davis guy. becomes a 15. Um, I mean, you could like theoretically eat one of these smaller contracts like Valentine or Pangos, like could be cuttable. And like, you just don't worry about it. You could pro- I I think what would likely could happen is because you have um, no Sexton for the year and no, Rubio, I think you probably applied for a hardship exception that doesn't count against the cap, and then you can sign one of these guys for the rest of the year and not have it yeah. create luxury decks. So that that yeah, to me is that, likely the, the, that's the a, process. That's a viable path. Uh, we had a guy right quick 24 in the chat just say Malik Newman will get minutes. He at least knows the Cavs system. I spoke to Brendan Yu about this and the charge utilized Malik Newman. Newman is more of um a Jordan Clarkson type role where he is just a souped up six man where they want him just to score. So they could necessarily maybe do that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just really tough. Like we talked about this on earlier today on Tuesday's episode or yeah, Wednesday's episode, I guess, but the point guard market dried up really fast and then Rubio went down. Like this is suboptimal timing for a very suboptimal injury for the Cavs. Yeah, and like th- in between when we recorded and when we went live here, um, Brad Wanamaker signed with the Wizards. So it's like that. There's another option. Oh, no, he you signed with the Wizards while we were recording. Okay, while we were recording. Yeah, I look. I go on Twitter and I don't. It's just like a mess of. Well, no, I like posted the poll to ask our faithful listeners. Thank yeah. you all for making Locked On Cavs your first listen slash first watch of the day. Love you all. Happy holidays. But. Somebody's like Brad Wanamaker just signed at the Wizards and like did he? And I googled it. I'm like, okay, yeah, he did. So I had to remove him from the poll and just say, do you want Jeff Teague or do you want Frank Mason? 
So yeah. <laughs> not not super fun options. All right, after the break, um, we'll I'm gonna I'll get I'm gonna pitch Evan on in, embracing the Evan Mobley potential offensive upside, uh, which I think kind of went overshadowed. What kind of understandably became overshadowed from Tuesday because of the Rubio injury. So we'll talk about that after the break, and we'll start looking into mid. Look, we haven't even like scratched the surface on like the big picture stuff with this. So we'll talk about some trades and stuff later, but we'll talk about Mobley next. But first, gotta tell everyone about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with all of the best props, odds, and lines. And there's more than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. All you have to do is head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to and UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and into next year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. That's Bet Online. That is where the game starts. And gonna tell you about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, maybe include some Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar which has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And remember, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. So there's tons of great flavors, cookies and cream. I know it's an Evan favorite, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, salt to caramel, and more. Go to Bilt.com and check them out. And there's always new limited limited time flavors you can check out as well. Go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Okay, Evan Mobley. I think Evan, Evan Mobley at the five and really embracing the offensive potential right now of Evan Mobley, I mm. think is a way for the Caps to navigate some of this. Now, there will be growing pains. There will be certainly be some some times where it doesn't work. And again, you know, in certain matchups, like it, it may not always go exactly Mobley's way. You know, like I think about like, in practice of like attacking like John Collins, who's been awesome this year for Atlanta in this way, like maybe isn't the most like straightforward, especially if you're going to just like post up Mobley. <laughs> but I think some of what we saw from him at the five where he's, we're way to market in, you know, and like our spacing, you know, Kevin Love comes in, it's like five out in, in a way we don't really see the Cavs play very often. I think like just getting Mobley in those spots, allowing him to kind of be efficient, giving him more space to drive into letting him operate as a trailer, as a three-point shooter, giving him even some post-up opportunities, letting him, I think, you know, run the pick, run run a spread pick and roll. And I think getting getting him some, uh, as a screener, I should say, and I think getting him some opportunities to create with the ball in his hands, I, I think, like, that that is that was always going to be, I think, a long-term thing for the Cavs to do with Mobley and allow him to, to really grow, right? To allow him to really hit whatever that next level for him is going to be and kind of chase his potential. I kind of wonder if you just have to do some of that now, even as Allen comes back, even as Garland will come back. Like this team is clearly just going to need another offensive engine and someone to make this work and allow them to tread water enough on offense to allow the defense, which is clearly this team's identity 
to kind of carry them wherever they're going to go. I kind of think I just want to see what would happen if you just give Mobley a little bit more of the ball and allow him to, to, to get some of these reps right now and just see where that gets you. Yeah, I think you have like a four game window to really try this out too. Like, I guess I didn't think of that as a possibility because I was listening. I was listing Valentine and Stevens and Okoro as like options tomorrow against Washington as a possibility. And then maybe Osmond as well when he comes back from health and safety protocols as well. But I think it's fun. Like I said, this is the one thing that's always surprised me about Evan Mobley in his rookie season is the fact that he really does have a keen sense for playmaking and keen sense for moving the basketball and facilitating the offense. Like a lot of, sorry, dad, I'm doing live podcasting. Your dad called you. My dad always calls my dad, my dad shouts to Ivor Manning, a King, the King himself. I loved his analysis of some players, but (laughs) if we ever do a Patreon, that's, that'll be the first one is Ivor Manning's unfiltered thoughts of just shit talking a certain cast for that. He didn't like watching. Um, That'd be great, but I think it's something the Cavs definitely should explore and can explore. I think, like I said, again, it's surprising that Mobley is such a competent tertiary playmaker. Maybe CD works as a primary facilitator because I do forget this a lot, but he was the primary offensive hub at Southern Cal more often than not because they didn't have a true point guard on the roster. So they asked Mobley to initiate the offense for not just his brother, but for everybody on the team. And they were pretty damn good while doing it. And maybe in a more healthy NBA ecosystem where you have some players, you can provide a little bit more gumption and playmaking as well. You really test out the limits of this as well and just kind of see what does and doesn't work, but also throw my hands up. It could get really weird too. We could see, Oh, it's going to like get a weird. Valentine, a Coro Wade, Mark and Mobley lineup tomorrow. <sighs> the fact that they have like this going on and there's like a back-to-back to end the year is just like brutal NBA schedule shenanigans, you know, like couldn't have predicted, you know, this, you know, perhaps you could have like looked at and said, oh, there's going to be like a COVID issue, but like the, the Rubio tearing his ACL at this time, it's just like, you could not have picked like a worse time for this to like structurally happen to the team. Um, is there, is there any, is there any like non guy that I guess like Jetty's the one where I wonder if he gets the ball a little bit more, or at least like he gives himself the ball more. Yeah, because I mean, they could um, give Malik Newman a shot in theory. Too. But it's like that's like a 10 day hardship, like like exception thing. It's like I think of like the guys we'd expect to be in the rotation going forward. It would seem like Okoro getting a chance to play with the ball in his hands and see where that gets him. And Jetty would be the two guys here that like are younger and could get it. And Jetty's not exactly like, you know, he's not like just starting out anymore. He's kind of a more of a young vet at this point, but. Like that's I think think. what we're looking at here, you know, Um, until they in if and when they they sign another point guard to kind of come in and and scratch the minutes. You know, I I think that's kind of the reality of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's honestly, if I'm betting, like aside from Ricky and his family, I'm sure the most bum person right now is probably J.B. Bakerstaff, knowing how much I think he appreciates Kevin Love. And apparently Jose Calderon is less than thrilled, too, because he tweeted a very angry emoji. So. Shout out to Jose, honestly. You know, honestly, hot like Jose, maybe not in game shape or whatever, maybe living in Spain, but um, he's 40 years old. Let's not do this. Hey, hey, look, the Cavs, you know, gave Andy like a a chance to like hang out and play basketball last year. So the Cavs are just ahead of the curve in signing franchise legends to come back and hang out. A nice dinner I was having 
when I'm just like, somebody said the Cavs signed Verajan. I'm like, no, they didn't. Shut up. And then I got the actual text, and I'm just like, oh my god, they did sign Verajal. What a weird. Yeah. What a weird. That feels so long ago. That was. I, I was. I was debating uh, with a, a friend of the show who I'm not going to name, but uh, who likes the show and listens to the show, and I was we were he was we were having a I wouldn't say debate, but he was like basically asking why like the Haslam thing is the is not the same as the Verja thing. And I think they're just different for, for reasons that I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I, I, I expressed in the text message, but I don't really want to talk about publicly. Um, Yet here you are talking about it publicly. Well, I didn't say the, my full thoughts. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, Evan, before we head into like a little five minute, two minute, just kind of chance for us to drink some water and, and take a breather. Any final thoughts on, on this part of the Rubio conversation? I think when we go into the end of our second part of the show, if we're listening on, you know, Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever, the second part of this, we'll talk about like the future of Ricky Rubio and what this kind of means for the team building part of the caps. Cause I think that's a whole other weird thing we can get into and take some, we'll take some questions, but any kind of final thoughts on, on this injury news and, and kind of what it means in, in the short term here. Uh, it's, it's going to get real ugly real fast. And I think some of the people who were beating their chest saying this cast team is a finals team or a serious playoff threat. This is going to be like a real big gut check for this team too. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just hope the good vibes don't die with Ricky Rubio going down for the season. Cause he really kind of was the glue that held a lot of these pieces together at times. Yeah, there he's been really, really, I think, important to this team. Um, we'll see kind of how this how this goes. But all right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a sip of water. We're going to come back. We're going to take your questions and we're going to talk about kind of the big picture roster building implications of this injury, because lest we forget Ricky Rubio um, is in the last year's contract. And there's a lot that we can dive into there. But we'll talk about that right after. Quick little pause. 